0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Something looks different about you, dude. Is it your hair? I've dyed my hair. Uh, but it's no, also like the, the way it's combed. No, no, I've just... Uh, because for some weird styling, reason...
1: I've got to cut... Uh, I... I, I uh,
0: I'll, I'll here's shine. a philosophical question for you. <laughs> After being in conversation <laughs> with super clever Lindywe... Yes. I am now feeling cleverer myself. Right, which means I switch on my inner philosophy student brain. So, what's your question? Are we, before I diss you, it's not a diss, really? No. Are we responsible for thoughts that come into our head? Because thoughts, we don't choose thoughts, right? They just come into your head. You know, I was just, I was just, I was just uh,
1: listening to something very uh, interesting in the weekend, mm-hmm. because. There's a correlation between your thoughts and your subconscious, yes, and your conditioning, yes. So it's 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 got that's a hell of a
0: discussion. It's a very interesting discussion to have because I often wonder about that. You know, if I just have a, a weird thought, like whatever it is, in my head, should I feel guilty for a thought that just pops into my head? What's this got to do with my hair? When I looked at you, I think I thought of Ryan Craver. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. Is it Thank your dad? You?
0: No. <laughs> oh, you see. And that's you not see me. It you just popped even. into my head. Oh my gosh! You, if, it, if it was your lucky day, maybe I would have oh, thought, "Oh my god! I wish like I was naked, f- alone with Aki." But the thought that popped in was we the, the uncoming. Out of
1: all people, couldn't you have said George
0: Clooney? Oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Who would play you? George Clooney, it'd have to be him, you're right. <laughs> it's actually a nice discussion. Who would, who would play you in the movie? It depends. My it. earlier self, my older self, my macabre self, my thin self, it all depends. Yes, yes. Jeez, hey, Lawrence Fishman. Lawrence Fishman, yes, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him for ages yeah. in the movie. I don't, it. I, I don't know. It's a good question. It's yeah. a very good question. Anyway, how are you? Did you have a good weekend? I did. I Netflix and chilled, as they say. No, uh, that means something totally different. <laughs> oh, really? i mean, listen, dude. I'm Netflix totally Netflix and chilled
1: is like you invite you, somebody to Netflix, but it's actually... I invited my
0: boyfriend yeah. downstairs, oh, okay. from right. upstairs. <laughs> uh, you are weird. Um, we know this. You p- were stock-taking. Well, it's a well, thing listen, when you have you friends, know, I mean, friends, friends who run empire
1: empires. Uh, year end, you got to make sure that the stock is balanced. And oh, the books is get that balanced one. Okay, it's too
0: pay. late, dude. You should do it continuously throughout the year. We do. Okay. You do. That's financial. Now, ruined. for once, I didn't do my homework, but that's partly because um, A, I was okay. busy, but also B, you know what? Aki couldn't do the show. The ratings will be high, even if I'm sitting outside in the rain. What have you got for me in technology and society? So, look,
1: you know, it's very interesting. You know, we talk about the impact that technology is having, right, on the workspace. And we talk about um, AI and we talk about robots. And we're talking about including technology in our workspaces. But actually, these recent studies that they've done is it's actually making – People a lot more stressful and, uh, and it's adding a lot of stress and danger to people's jobs. And why do we say this? You know, with this automation crisis that we're talking about, and you've got software and you've got algorithms controlling human beings, they actually start conditioning human beings based on the, on their, their standards, right, of delivery. Um, and what does it do to you as a human being? It doesn't let you make any mistakes, and when you do make mistakes, it becomes very stressful. Mm. And you look at the, you know, you look at um, hotel housekeepers, for example. You know, they're controlled by by robots in the background because they will say, "Okay, we've got twelve twelve rooms. You you normally spend fifteen minutes per room, and that's your target to do that. But if somebody's messed up their room completely, you're going to spend a lot longer. It puts you under a lot of pressure. Mm. Uh, so, software developers are, are, basically starting to monitor this. Even call center workers. Do you know that, that software analyzes call center workers and they listen to your interaction with customers, you see this. They come back to you and they tell you, you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. Even if you look at, for example, like in, 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 at Amazon, for example, the, the people that pick the orders and all that sort of thing, the stress that they go uh, under is, is immense. And, and you're hearing a lot of stories of people like, cracking under the pressure because the software is saying, Hey, you see, you're making too many mistakes. And in fact, there have been cases where the technology has actually fired people for not keeping in line up to the standard and the, the average. So technology is a great thing because it really forces us to do better, but it actually pushes human beings too hard and humans are starting to crack under the pressure of AI and the direction which AI is taking in some of the automation. And you know, look, let's let's be honest, like automation is nothing new. I mean, the industrial revolution, mm. when the steam engines came out and stopwatches for example, they've been around for decades, you know, that they optimized the modern factory using the stopwatch, for example. And you look at Henry Ford mm. and how he simplified the, the assembly line. It's all about timing and this is just another revolution in this timing, but they're saying that this revolution is a lot harsher than the previous
0: ones. I'm just wondering, with so much data available, including the behavior of the workforce, isn't there just a simple way to input into the same apps and software and whatnot, Hmm. just more accurate information about how you go about doing your work? So, for example, if you're a hotel housekeeper... And we know there's a chance that Aki was messy. Yeah. Can't you just have a slightly more accurate algorithm? No, but here's the thing you see, the software uh-huh. doesn't factor into people having a bad day, mm. right?
1: If you're having a bad day, AI doesn't know this. Sure. Or technology doesn't know this. And, and as human beings, when we do have a bad day, we do sometimes slack off a bit. Don't you have those kind of days where you kind of feel lazy because you, you might have had a, a traumatic thing that happened to you on the weekend? Yeah, you know, this is the first
0: time in our, in our relationship. Work relationship that I have not read beforehand what you're going to do in the slot. Yeah. So we,
1: we, we're shooting the breeze. Yeah. And it's actually quite nice and refreshing yeah. as well because mm-hmm. you're thinking of things as we shooting so. off the cuff, which is interesting. Which leads us to the second one. Um, and you know, when you next go through your drive thru, and I've been following this company very interesting, do yourself a favor, go into YouTube and look up Flippy the Robot. What Flippy the Robot does is Flippy the Robot is a robot that works in a fast food kitchen. And it just simply flips burgers, and is able to, uh, you know, cook fries, for example. So it's like an electronic arm, but it's a robot. Mm. So it's replacing a few people in that whole process already. And, and Flippy's got special eyes, and it looks at the colouring of the of the burger on the one side, so it knows when it goes that specific shade of brown, it's time to flip it over. It knows the ch- the temperature of the oil, and it fries the chips accordingly, etc. Now this company, which has been around for at least a decade, has kind of perfected this, and these robots were. What's interesting about the robots is that they when they first came out in around about 2016 their first commercial one they used to cost about a hundred thousand dollars a robot the price of this robot is come down to about ten thousand dollars today so they're quantifying that in terms of what it costs for you as a fast food restaurant owner uh, what is it costing you to pay people per hour to do their job versus the robot and they're saying that a normal human being, you're looking at about two thousand dollars per month. Um, you know, which is what the robot, at least, is about two thousand dollars a month, which is about three dollars an hour, is what the actual cost of operating the robot versus human beings that could you could be anything from four to ten thousand dollars. So you're automatically seeing that technology is putting the human job under pressure. Mm. Inside that restaurant environment. So traditionally where you would have, say, 20 people in the back of a McDonald's doing stuff, it's now come down to 16, mm. right, because of a robot like this. So what do those four people do? you got to think out of the box and you got to empower yourself to make yourself, uh, you know, that you're not redundant in that organization and think of something else that you can do. And that's how we should be all thinking as human beings with this technological revolution that's coming our way.
0: Flip that's <laughs> a, a good way. to put it in, and then lastly, that is a, that's that that is amazing. But we've that's something we've that's ground we've been on before. Yeah, and I and I wonder whether the jury is out on whether the net creation of new job types will balance out the four people displaced by Flippy. There's an immediate efficiency and cost gain, which makes bottom line sense. But those who tell us not to be fear-mongers about labor displacement say that you generate new jobs. And and I suppose time will tell, A, whether that's true, but then also the second thing is true, even if you create new jobs – whether or not the four people that were doing the flipping are the ones who are appropriately skilled for whatever gets great well, that's exactly the point because the new jobs that are being created are data
1: scientists data engineers those kind of people those skill levels are very different to you doing uh, flipping burgers in a fast food joint so what are you going to do mm. you know you're not, you're not going to replace that uh, person or you're not going to get a new job being a data scientist because you don't have the skills to do that mm. and then um yeah, let's move on to something a little bit more positive. I see Facebook's done something very interesting. I don't know if you've noticed uh, people posting 3D photographs on, on Facebook. They look pretty cool. Now, Facebook has said that they've got this new algorithm that they've... How been, do you know? What? I'm, I'm not, not on Facebook. Facebook. I'm
0: not used to. I used to be. I used to be. I used to be. I, um, I wonder where they get it from because, I'm, yeah, some of it, like, comes from other places like TikTok and also Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, and then people cross-post them, I think. But photography has become such a big thing in people's timelines.
1: So where the uh, share photographs, it's like making a statement. That's what we're using these devices for. Mm. We're not, you know, you're using it very rarely uh, to, to, to gather information. I mean, the, if you look at the evolution of the camera on a smartphone and the photo photographs that lead to posting on Facebook and Instagram, that's where it's all happening so Facebook have extended ex- expanded their 3D photo posting to phones that don't actually capture the, the images in 3D, so they've got the software that looks at the depth of the photograph and can translate that into a 3D photograph, so they're taking regular photographs and basically turning them into 3D using specific algorithms and 3D photo technology that's really accessible for the first time to, to these uh, platforms because it uses a lot of data and analytics in the background to do it so the heavy lifting is is happening with computers in the background to change and turn those regular photographs of yours into 3D photographs and ultimately what they're doing is they're enriching the experience for for us as consumers and what happens? They keep you
0: staying on for longer (laughs) and that's the aim of the game Absolutely, absolutely Thanks so much Ria Uh, (laughs) Ria,
1: You see what I mean? He nearly said Thank you, Aki Pleasure, Loris. Cuey waffen. <laughs>